0: Welcome to Counter Stories, a podcast by people of color, for people of color, and everyone else. I'm Anthony Galloway, pastor of St. Mark AME Church and senior partner at the Dendros Group.
1: I'm Luz Maria Frias, deputy attorney general with the state of Minnesota. Any comments and opinions that I share are strictly my own, should not be attributed to my employer.
2: I'm Don Eubanks, associate of Dendros Group and member of the Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe Indians.
3: And I'm Halili, owner of the other media group, Connoisseur's producer and VP of programming at Ampers.
0: And so every for everybody who's listening to the show right now, the sun is shining, the, slow, the snow is receding in most places in Minnesota, and it's time to start thinking about what the summer looks like. And so we want to get together today just to check in with each other the same way we would... Uh, sitting together and sipping some of that lemonade that either one person in your family makes too sweet and another person makes too tart. <laughs> but where, regardless of which, whether they do that or mix it with tea, uh, I want to check in with the Counter Stories crew. What, how are you doing? We're, you know, we're checking in with each other, and so this is going to be one of those conversations so we can start checking in with each other and see how we're doing and. What the summer unfolds? What are you looking forward to as we change seasons here? So uh, I want to just ask this question. Y'all, how are y'all doing today as we check in uh, with what was an absolutely beautiful day?
1: It's a long day, uh, back-to-back meetings, but I always look forward to gathering with my crew, which is you. So that's a, a, a bright light in my day uh, uh, when we record. And like you said, Anthony, the sun has been out. I haven't been out and it was 65 degrees, so I'm uh, a little anxious to to at least step outside for a little bit and get some of that. The sun and the warm weather does a lot in terms of mental health for society as a whole, but I think in particular BIPOC folks, and I'll speak for myself and not try to overextend myself beyond that, You know, we deal with so much heavy stuff on a daily basis. You know, the headlines and the updates and then what's going on in community and then what's going on with our families, the pain, the trauma that keeps, you know, it's triggered by so many things on the daily. Uh, There was a a development this this past weekend with regarding the the shooting in, in Texas and all, and and as my husband and I were driving to, to go visit someone on Saturday uh, just a few days ago, I turned to him and I said, I bet you this is going to turn into an immigration story, an anti-immigrant stuff. And sure enough, it mm-hmm. did, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that stuff that just, mm-hmm. you know, you've just been there, done that. I'm tired physically, emotionally, mentally tired of having to to hear that and, and all the triggers and so we need something to offset that, right? And and what does that look like? Um, it looks like spending more time outdoors. And quite honestly, I said to him the week before that, I said, look, this summer, let's commit to just hosting people, in particular, I BIPOC friends and family over our house to create safe space. You know, I, I feel like we get to a point where we're always wondering, is this a safe space for us? And by safe, we're not talking about you know, societal crime. We're talking about all the isms, you know, all the things, the stares that we get, you know, the the jabs and 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 just the antagonistic kind of um, approaches that we get, you know, the slights, the microaggressions. And I don't say micro because when we're getting 20, 30 a day, they're no longer micro. They're 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 slights of a of a larger nature. And so we've made a commitment. That we're gonna be hosting folks on a regular this summer. It'll be busy. Hey, at our house. So
0: party at loses house.
1: Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's a commitment. You heard it here, and I can't go yep. back on that. But you know, it's about just creating some downtime for ourselves and our friends, our beloved ones, uh, to allow us to just be ourselves and to release some of the the heavy weight, the blanket of of that just. The trauma that we keep having to get re-triggered to and, and listening to some good music and food, it doesn't have to be complicated. Something simple, put some stuff on the grill and just relax and just be with each other. So that's what I'm looking forward to and I'm holding on to. And I just can't wait for it to happen.
0: That's what's up. You know, it reminds me, I was... <laughs> Uh, you remember them frolicking videos that were big on TikTok for a minute, where all the brothers was out and like, "Look, I'm frolicking. I'm fro. Oh, oh, we. <laughs> oui, I saw your face. If you haven't seen, you know, you- TikTok." Yeah. yeah. I did it until
3: you said I'm frolic I'm frolic and then I was like oh yeah I remember those. <laughs> like
0: like it was it was it was just unmitigated black joy in the space and and it and it crossed and pointed at a whole lot of lines right? Like we can we can have our joy and still be making sense on multiple levels too. And so, you know, one it's you know fighting the stigma or stereotype of the kind of absent black father. This thing still hits us all the time and what it what it's what it's actually doing is taking a minority experience and placing it for the majority of folks and starting to write narratives of who we are. So like running in the park, like, oh, we frolicking, we out here now? It's coming at gender norms. It's coming at the, the, you know, this space where you don't ever get to see black males be, you know, uh, uh, sensitive, be, be like open, just be like, Regular, right? Like, like that's not part of the culture internally, but but we've made it a thing that people rise or fall to. The reason I bring this up is I remember the la- last summer I walked out to make my own frolicking video, which I ended up never posting because I'm like, ah. <laughs> it, it was fun to do just another song. I don't need to post it, but it was funny because I ran into three other brothers who were out in the fields by Como <laughs> trying to make their frolicking videos, <laughs> and 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 it was funny because we left. And then came back with their kiddos and grilled. And like, we've got this like unofficial group that. Found each other frolicking in the man. It's, it's funny how that came out. <laughs> we found a bunch of brothers who found each other frolicking in the fields over at Como. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs>
2: that's too funny. <laughs>
1: but you know, and, and you can fra- still share that video. Fra- you can still that, share that, it. No, Don't do no, primus. the video's gone. The video's gone. The video's gone.
2: No, 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 no. We're
0: good. I'm, I'm fine not being part of the, the official train. But but um, what's great about that is is when we out we've got the kiddos in there the kids are playing in the park we're sitting there talking stuff um you know with the grill going and and we're eating and we're having a good time and that's just something about that that i'm really looking forward to this year more than a whole lot you know it it it, it is um there's something about that summer gathering time that restores a whole lot of stuff that coops up um in the cabin fever uh, months here in Minnesota, because mm-hmm. in addition to the seasonal effective, you have the racial effective um mm-hmm. you know stuff that's happening as well and there's i I look forward to the summer because we talk about it outside with fresh air with sun um we get hammocks up <laughs> there's that, that, That's a thing oh there's another thing there's a trend now of black folks in hammocks in 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 the parks where, where I am. And I freaking love it because usually we have a stereotype that hammocks are are uh, white people who shop at REI. That's what the the stereotype is. picture. Wait a minute! I'm gonna push.
1: I'm gonna push back on that because my people in Mexico we use hammocks everywhere. Fair enough, right? Fair enough, Latin America. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. In my crowd, in my space, low, personal, local, and immediate. When I talk to my folks about hammocks, we, we run up into some stereotypes that, that it's white folks doing it, so I love changing that, and I'm part yeah. of the crew to change it too. we are outdoors folks as well. But I rolled up in the Como last year. This is my last story from, from last year that I'm looking forward to this year. And there was hammocks all over the space, right? And I, had to, I have to own that my stereotype was completely shattered because one person put their leg over the side, and I was like, "Wait a minute." And there was all these black folks in hammocks kicking it and it was it was the dopest stuff i almost cursed Uh, it was the dopest stuff i've seen in a minute and now uh like i want to make a call and a challenge to community like like let's let let's get the
2: hammock zone and like master chilling are you sure they weren't just there early to reserve their fourth of july spot (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I, Com- but I can Cuomo, guarantee you that these pro- folks weren't, rep, weren't. I understand. Uh, I understand. I, but about I thought, but, but Como is, I think, one of those safe spaces for us, right? Yes, it is. And and um, you know, because I'm listening after listening to you and after listening to Luz, you know, for me, there's nothing different that you know. I'm anxiously, I've been anxiously awaiting warm weather mm-hmm. because you know, for me, I have that. Uh, I have and I've mentioned on on other podcasts but my knees have have abandoned me. <laughs> and so <laughs> they my knees coupled with being overweight doesn't allow me to get out and I I'm lacking the mobility that I had mm. just 2 years ago. Um so I I walk in extreme pain. So I I can't even get out and just walk and enjoy the weather, mm. but I can do exactly what Luz is suggesting. You know, the warmer weather allows me to re-engage with individuals at outdoor patios, at restaurants and other places. And so I've already met, I've already been out at least twice. Remember that week we had summer Yep. Oh, right yeah. <laughs> about, yeah. about three weeks ago. <laughs> and we had three days in the eighties. Yeah. Well, you know, I met some friends at outdoor patios. And and so for me, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I was just sitting in my chair jumping in glee and hope that I make <laughs> loses list. Before she invites over, right? You know, to to be in this safe space, I wouldn't go beg. But you know, I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, put me on your list. Put hey, me on your list. You more polite than me because I just show up. I just be like, yo,
1: I'll be that. Cousin. We can make that work, my friend. We can make that work. <laughs> you know, Anthony, when you were talking earlier at the start of your comments, what came to me was the humanity. And seeing and experiencing the humanity of a black man, because society deprives you of that on the regular, right? They, they be, The narrative in the, in the, in the media uh, just condemns and erases, quite honestly, the humanity of black folks, but mostly black men. So that's what was coming up for me is just seeing, enjoying, experiencing the humanity of being a black man. And being a Black family, quite honestly.
2: Which is, you know, which is something we never we never hear is um, anything about that. Because as, as you were talking about that, and, and I can envision it because I get to enjoy that space, or I used to. I used to be able to enjoy that space every weekend when I went out with our golf club. I was wondering if you were going to talk about the golf and club. And yeah, our, that Black our, and golf so, club. And, And so that is, you know, that was one thing that I looked forward to, fishing and golfing. Mm. And that time spent golfing with all these other brothers, you know, many of which I grew up with, but then there are other other black men who I've met through this experience. And just to be around that and be a part of that, the talking, the laughter, the sharing of information—the you know it—it it, erroneous some guys, or otherwise. <laughs> well, and you know how, you know how that goes, man. You know how yeah. our stories go. And but you know even during you know even during uh, the winter time, there's a uh, there's kind of a a a text list serve, and I have to admit it's very quiet, but it kicks up for every sporting event right so every sporting event whether it's basketball football um somebody will send a message and then everyone else chimes in and so it it gives us that time to talk sports crap right (laughs) just stuff around you know and that's exactly (laughs) what happens man i mean and, and it start it just starts flying but i belong to a couple of these with 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 different differing groups of, of of black friends that I've grown up with. And so those give me those times to be able to escape and to be able to just be who we are. Right? Much like you described you know I'm not a I you know, TikTok, I wouldn't know TikTok if I tripped over it. And I just I I just think you <laughs> know I, I it, it uh oh that's funny <laughs> and and, <laughs> and the, the fact that you were out in Como Park frolicking, I you know I don't know who came, who came up with this name frolicking, you know, doing a TikTok frolic. But uh, listen, whatever that listen, is,
0: I, I listen. God, Don, don't knock it till you tried it. Like I, I, frolicking I recommend to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 more so, I'm talking about the frolicking. You, you know, it's funny. That's also a space of exchange. We, you, I think I told you this story before, but uh, uh, my grandmother. Um, we have we have uh land, we have land uh in one of the suburbs of the Twin Cities, and it's partly because my great great grandfather um could could pass passing was being able to not have folks know necessarily if you were white or black. And so we were able to like kind of not address it. And then other folks, you know, it's one of those things where if you don't address it for long enough, it's too awkward to address. And so it just like rides. And so we ended up sliding in. And so we end up with this field behind my grandmother's house. And we were, you know, with the kids glamping and frolicking, we meaning we put, you know, <laughs> lights up and tents, and but we have access to bathrooms and running water and all that sort of stuff. And the family next door is a Hmong family who had moved into to the house um, right next door to my grandma, and we're out backyard kicking it, and the f- smell of the foods are coming together. This is why Como made me think about this, because... Um, I roll over there just because, you know, when good foods happening, people talk and engage. And so I'm over there and I'm kicking it with the Hmong family next door and they pull out this bowl. Now, I'm not a fan of chitlins. I, I I never have been. I'm not one of those folks. However, they pull out this bowl and it smells good. It definitely don't smell like chitlins. And they aren't bringing it over by me because they're like, y'all don't eat, you don't, you don't eat this stuff like that. I was like, please, what is it? And they're like, well, this. This is y- y- y'all call them chitlins, but we don't cook it that way. And I was like, they don't look like chitlins at all. Y'all, monk folks make the best chitlins. I just said it, and <laughs> I, I, I ate this. This it was it was it was cooked up, spiced up, fried up. It, it, it was it was sauteed and stuff like that. And they were willing to go make me something else. And I was like, no, I'm gonna eat what y'all eating. And I reached in there and grabbed it, and it was y'all. It was good. I stuffed a mess up myself. And that was a direct result, Don, was a direct result of frolicking. So I'm just saying, good things keep coming out of this. Cultural exchanges came from frolicking. The crew in Como, we be sharing food back and forth. Um, uh, Mixing recipes.
3: I mean, I just love, saying. I love, love, love summertime because this, the wow. the sun makes me a much nicer person. It makes me a much happier person. <laughs> it makes me a much more upbeat person. I don't think I'm at as much of a downer during the summer. But I'm gonna share. Okay, so I'm gonna share this just with the Counterstirs crew. Um, this is my family calendar. Look at the weekends. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is you guys. Yeah. You so, got
0: stuff. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Monk calendar, Monk Summer Calendar is every weekend. Uh we uh-huh. got something going on. Which is great because it's like, oh, you get to see your family and you get to hang out, but it's also a lot of work, especially for the women. Yeah. So I'm a little distracted as we're recording because I'm getting a bunch of messages from my sisters about the pig that we're getting Friday night for the ceremony we're doing on Saturday for my brother. Mm-hmm. And we just did the big retirement party for my parents so it's just like as much as i love summer it's a lot of work it's hey. a lot of good bomb. it's a lot of bomb food but like it's not good Listen. if you try to lose weight
0: yeah show me <laughs> well well unless unless hey hey spoiler alert guess what i'm about to suggest <laughs> get out into the park and frolic. <laughs> you can have as much <laughs> food as you want throughout the summer. Listen.
1: Yeah,
3: there's no time for frolicking when you're always in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> you just run. Just go. Uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. But, but you know, it's funny. You show that calendar like that. It's that calendar and in the spirit of, like, solidarity amongst the hub and spokes talking to each other. I never have to worry because Jimmy next door, because they're always, everybody's gathering every weekend to happen because there's space and land and stuff like that. If ever I'm wondering what's up with my grandma, I know mm. everybody's over there. And they just roll over and check on her just because, like, that's that's what we, that's what we we like. I I'm thankful for the Hmong weekend calendar because I got another check and set of eyes on grandma who's who's moving around just a little bit, you know, more more slow these days. Uh so I'm sorry for your calendar, but it's I'm benefiting me really well.
3: It's opposite for me because then like my grandma's up <laughs> come alone because everybody's going all to these events. You know, and uh, her mobility is not great. Uh, and she doesn't like to leave the house. And so then I think I spend more of my time worrying about my grandma and her being so, isolated and alone.
0: So would, would your would your grandma ever join you in frolicking?
3: No. I can barely get her to like
0: step outside the the house Cause she's for got, like cause
1: five she's got minutes. Mobility issues, you said, right? She's got she's mobility you
0: don't have to issues. You frolic with your legs.
1: She's, you can frolic with your hands. She is. <laughs>
3: <yeah>. <laughs> I can barely get her to smile on, for a photo these days. But you know, uh, I, I, sometimes <laughs> she'll frolic if she doesn't see me in a long time. She'll shake her hands up and down. So I guess that's frolicking for her. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That counts as something. But I am looking so, forward to camping. I'm looking forward to camping. We have two new pups um, that we just adopted at the end of last year. So we'll be trying new things. We got them life jackets since um, one of them, we tried to take them on the boat at the end of last year. And his instinct was to jump off the moving boat. So we've gotten life jackets mm. with little handles. I know, uh, Dom and, and Anthony, we got to get you in the boat again. Jim's talking like that.
0: Well, let's talk offline because there's other spaces we can take the boat and fish because I'm <laughs> I'm 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 a firm believer one of the things that I'm gonna do for my own joy this year is um show up in spaces with a different, like unapologetic mentality. One of the things that happens in the summer is I look forward to getting out, but as we get into greater Minnesota, sometimes we show up mm-hmm. in sites that, you know, it 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 don't feel is welcome and right. they'll feel as open. But then there's also times where I show up and it's completely the opposite. Like Minnesota, nice absolutely shows up. My wife and I went to the Nisswa Brainerd area, and we've had previous not what good uh, experiences. But this particular time, like everybody was was it, it was just it was just great. And so um, one of the thoughts I'm having, you know, for a summer is what would it look like to show up in spaces where folks who look like me just. Just, just don't necessarily frequent, um, and 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 part of it is adventure, right? There's the adventure of wondering if I'm going to be treated like one time when everybody uh, at the bar decided they want to test and see if black men could fight. Um, that that has happened to me before, uh, where folks want to use you as an example for their own cultural experience and learning. But I've also had many, many, many moments where we take over and created a little bit of a blackout, and it's just our space for a minute. So there's a couple of things like that that I'm gonna toy with this summer. I know that I've got black friends who look at me like going, bruh, bruh, nah, bruh, you're (laughs) doing too much. (laughs) That's one of
3: those things like you have to like mentally prepare yourself for those things. And so when whenever we go uh, camping or we go up north or we get a cabin or something, I always and I've said this before, I make my husband do all of the going around and getting things because you know, as much as, as I do go places and I don't I try not to assume the way I'll be treated, I often get treated just like everybody else. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you're so exotic and beautiful. And, uh, you know, I get that from from some of the older people. (laughs) I I think that I think the thing is, and and sometimes people are so Minnesota, like trying to be so Minnesota nice that they like overcompensate. You know, to the point where they're like, we love Hmong people. And we love that Hmong people are here. Look, come meet all these other people who also believe that Hmong people are great. And then it becomes like too a fetishizing. much. Like, yeah, to fetishizing. Yeah, to the point where I'm like, you, you I know. really want to thank you guys for welcoming me. But like you don't have to go, you know, do so like it's a little overboard at, at, su- <laughs> at such a point. You can just say, hey, nice to meet you. You know what I mean? You don't have to keep going more and more and more to prove that you're. Uh, a welcoming place or a welcoming community.
1: Yeah. You know, Anthony, you you talked about exploring areas. My husband and I, who you all know is, uh, identifies as, as African-American Black, he's still really nervous about going to BWCA. I mean, still based yeah. on, um, mm. you know, not only recent events, but past events uh, as well. And this summer, we're actually in the month of June, going to go uh, to a resort in Southern Minnesota and we're crossing our fingers, you know, and, and it took me some effort to persuade him to say yes uh, to the visit. It's, it's only like a long weekend, so not an extended stay, but there's that part that, that is always hovering for us, uh, particularly as a mixed couple, you know, so you got folks who have issues with having a black man in the room or in the space, and then more augmented issues when they're seeing a mixed couple, right? And so that's mm-hmm. that's what we're facing uh, on the daily, and and we're trying when you're trying to get away and relax, that's not what you want hovering over you. You don't you don't want to have to carry that load yet again, uh, and that's why you know coming full circle, it's about planning safe space in our own backyard with a whole lot of folks that look like us.
2: You know, as folks of color, and I'm also in a in a mixed-raced um, family. So you know, it. While that happens, I guess I just don't pay attention to it anymore, as I I, I think I did when I was younger. And I don't give it any weight, any you know. So uh, most often, you know, you still occasionally will get a a crazy comment you know overly nice comment and and uh you know and you just smile and i say something and shrug it off and then keep going you know to end the conversation so i don't have to stand there and and you know blubber with them while they try to figure out how to you know know, what (laughs) what you're saying
3: i think i tend to notice it a little more especially when i'm being called like exotic by men because then exotic. I, feel, uh, yeah. Then I feel oh, a little okay. physically in well, danger. Well,
2: that's that's different. Then I mean, that's yeah. that's a little bit different.
3: That's why I and, stopped uh, going into stores without my husband. Like he'll just be like, I was uh, like "Oh, I'm just going to run in for something," and now I don't do that anymore because that kept happening.
0: Okay. So you know, it's funny. We we camp as well, and so we end up hitting a lot of different places, um, you know, across the state. And there is that thing, right? E- even to your point, Luce, like it, it, it's um. You know, and and this is something I really wish folks would understand, like this whole idea of that majority majority of folks are nice. And so then what's the problem? Well, because in my situation, one person who don't fit that bill doesn't just ruin the day. It ruins a whole lot of different. There's a disproportionate Mm -hmm. impact. And so there is this this sense of being Mm -hmm. on. Sometimes when we're camping, I can't get the benefit of the restorative space because, um, you know, something, even something minor kicks in. One of the things that we do is we do these campsites where you've got, you know, some of the state parks. You have campsites that are all like like rings of use where there's multiple sites there. And some people have RVs, right. some people have tents. And you're all that really kind of close stuff. to each other. Yeah, you're closer to each other. And so, you know, one of the things I, I find absolutely for sure is that noise complaints come in much faster when it's a group mm-hmm. of color. Than it does, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it's funny Mm because the park rangers themselves, uh, oftentimes because we've been going to a lot of these places, they get to know us over time. And and they already can tell like the moment they show up, they're like, okay, (laughs) so here we go. And this thing again. And now we're having to deal with all of that stuff. And, you know, you get your your ways of resisting and get back to that. But there is it's very it, it. it's a little bit tenuous because somebody can take you completely out of the recreation zone to now where you have your radar has to be on, and and that happens every now and then, and, and it's a, it's always something that is a possibility that can take a trip that's supposed to be full leisure and disconnecting from the from the norm to putting you right back into having to, you know be aware in ways you wish you didn't.
3: Yeah, and this is something that happened to us this year. Was we were we were trying to book a a, a spa at a, a a state park to go camping with the whole family and there's a lot of us right so there's eight kids we're all married most of us have children um so there's a lot of us we need a big site and so um i had done my research um you can't book a site until 356 days ahead so i did my research i knew which parks uh, could fit us which part my sister had torn her acl so i we were looking for you know a part that was um was handicap accessible. We have a lot of cars. You know, I'm taking all this into consideration when I'm going to go and book a place for us to camp. And there's a system with the DNR to book. And so, you know, all this stuff is stuff that I'm thinking of. And I have to think of because of past experiences we've had where we've booked a camping, a group campsite, and we get there and we realize there's only parking for five cars. Well, when the campsite fits Fifty people. Why are there only five parking spots? Mm-hmm. When you know what I mean. And so there's there's a lot of us, and we get the looks immediately. Like oh, those the Asians. There's so many of them. They're taking up all the parking spots. You know. So I, we're immediately cautious that other campers are already go- thinking that we're taking up the spots that belong to <laughs> to their. You know. So like I'm trying to like get ahead of all these by like thinking about these before getting online and scheduling. And then I find that. There's a way to, like, hack the system, which apparently Mm -hmm. people did. And I missed out on the sites that I had selected having done all my previous research. And I've had this Mm. conversation with the DNR about it, too, um, because I was really upset about it. You know, I had done all the research to get my family into a place where I knew would fit us, had enough parking spots for all of us, had the handicap accessibility that we needed. And then, you know, somebody got in and basically swooped it out from under us. And, you know, and it's like I hate that I have to think of all these things ahead of time. And maybe I'm overthinking it and maybe my siblings probably don't even realize that we're getting all these people glaring at us and maybe they don't care. And maybe I shouldn't <laughs> care either. But, you know, it's like I'm trying to just like get ahead of any sort of like conflict by like doing all this research and making sure that we, we get there and we have a good time and we're not worried because we've gotten to places before, we've set up, we're having a good time with the kids, and then situations come up where we – You know, where we become worried there's too many of us or, you know, we've been to places where we've found signs for anybody other than Trump, you know, thrown into the ditch next to where we were staying. You know, stuff like that that just made us feel really Mm. uncomfortable, that it made me feel like I need to do so much more research before I reserve a place for my family now.
0: When we think about the summer, one thing that summer brings to me is an energy that's a little bit more unapologetic, uh, a little bit more, um, willing to take up my own space, especially in spaces where we try to do, we try to, I don't know, be polite, be, be super extra accommodating so that we we just, you just end up inadvertently working real hard during the summer to make white folks comfortable. And, and (laughs) sometimes I get the energy in the summer where I just am completely uninterested in that and making sure that I do the exact opposite of that I'm curious in the summer space when you can be outside what is the thing that wh- what is the thing that you do that is like this is my thing and I don't care what nobody else say thinks or whatever I'll go first cuz I'm putting a question on there so just I, one thing that that I I do is I put my music on and I am turning into my uncles (laughs) in this regard. I put the music on the front steps, not the back, the front step. (laughs) And I do some kind of project. I do, or I just put the chair out and I sit, sip uh, uh, a cool drink and I'm just chilling with my music and that that, uh, noise complaints be damned. And everybody who walks by I I just make a point not to even care what they think about what's happening in front of me. And it's become this thing that I find myself doing each summer just to dare the community to try to say something. Like they try to complain about um, the J4 soccer tournaments and all the people parking in there. But have none of those same complaints when it comes to the great Minnesota get-together. I wonder what's different. Mm. Um, (laughs) So that's Mm -hmm. just like an unapologetic thing. What's an unapologetic thing that you do in the summer that you like, I don't care who's watching. I don't care what other folks think about it. This is my space and I'm claiming it. Uh,
3: When we go places, I don't get the chance to read normally. Books, novels, anything. I mean, during, oh. I, I'm just working. I work, I work, I work, work. So when we go on vacation, I read. That's what I do. Don't bother me. I'm with my book. Leave me alone. As long as I've got a view of, of water or I'm near water and I've got my book and I've got my dog, I'm happy. Um, I don't like to talk to other people when I'm on vacation, which can be mm. an issue because my husband is very social, as you know. And he's also just one of these people that strangers tend to find themselves talking to for Mm -hmm. no apparent reason. And so everywhere we go, he makes friends. And I always, so, and that, so that's the thing is people like people, he'll make friends with people and their wives want to make friends with me because I'm with him. And I'm just like, no, no, I got my book. (laughs) I got my music in, you know, I got my headphones on. I got my dog. Leave me alone. I don't want to make friends. I just want to read. Like that's it. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to try to be Minnesota nice I just was like nope, not interested. Leave me alone. Got my book. That's it.
2: You know, Anthony. For me, it's throwing something on the grill, putting my portable speakers out out in the back. See, we got a little patio area. Turn, you know, um, letting and I. I use applewood with charcoal. Oh, see, come on, see when I do a slow smoke. That's some OG stuff right there. Yeah, come on. And then the neighborhood fills up with with smoke. But I think now after 20 years, everyone knows that I'm grilling, right? (laughs) But the music's out. um, I'm sitting in back, usually by myself, grilling, listening to music, and then having family and friends come over to share that. And so soon you know, we'll have you know our our driveway will be filled up with cars. We're over here, we're talking, we're laughing, we're we're being folks, right? especially depending on which, which parts of the family show up, because you know how that is and you know, and so like when my <laughs> I have a brother-in-law, a brother-in-law who's originally from Mississippi, his name's T, and when T shows up, when he talks, his desk the decimals increased tremendous. He's just loud when he talks, right? <laughs> it's T. That's just how he is. And, um, but you miss that. I mean, you you miss, you know, just having that, but we've been doing it for so many years now that, you know, I have my next door neighbor will come over and he'll join us. He'll walk over and he'll get in the conversation. He'll, cause he knows everybody now after 20 years, he knows everyone and so it pulls him in it pull you know it it pulls him in i look forward to that you know during the winter we just don't get that opportunity to be outside and and to get together like that and even if it's just mar and i or just the smaller immediate family it will still pull him in and uh uh-huh. and what and i look forward to that because the neighbor is a, a hunter, right, and uh-huh. so he built a cabin in northern Minnesota that he likes to go up to his wife, however does not, <laughs> but he does <laughs> so when he comes over, he's usually coming over and he has shared fish, he has shared um many other wild game that that um that he'll come over and share with me during the summer um, that, you know, he's gone out and, and, and of course we're sharing with him with whatever I have on the grill. And uh, so, but I look forward to that. I look forward, you know, and, and it's, so it's a time, it's a time to relax, to share. I've never had any complaints about the music, about the food, and about the gatherings. So even though we're the only ones in the area where we live, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, you know, I've I've never mm-hmm. had any complaints because I after 20 years people know. People know who we are. So
3: we don't get complained about the noise. We get complaints about too many cars in my parents' on my parents' block.
2: And that
0: that parking thing that parking thing is a whole thing because it it mm-hmm. depends on who's doing the parking that the complaints yeah. come out. I noticed there's a clear pattern mm-hmm. about when parking complaints start passing across the neighbor groups or on that you know we 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 like to look at that neighbors next door because all kinds of racist oh. stuff be coming out you know just oh, to yeah. know what's in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, it it depends. Yeah, yeah. One other
3: thing we like to do, I I do Anthony is I do hammock. So we do have
0: unapologetically,
3: unapologetically. So I, I do have, I do suffer from some extreme anxiety issues. So in the mornings, uh, this year we're getting our, our backyard yard redone. So we had some mm-hmm. roof damage. So we got, we did all this research. We are doing a, we got a BIPOC roofer, BIPOC fence, um, company. We're getting, um, landscaping done. So we were getting, doing, getting know, BIPOC landscaper out. Um, so but before then what we would do is we had a hammock set up that we inherited, and I would put on my um, Oculus, like 3D VR. Um, oh, you high tech B- okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would do a meditation because Luz introduced me to meditation. Doing more meditation, oh. so I would do a meditation. I would bring my pillow out because it was more comfortable if I had my pillow on my hammock. And I would bring a blanket just in case it got a little chilly. And I would sit in my <laughs> in my hammock. In my backyard all morning. And that's how if I woke up with my anxiety, I would decompress. And so since we got rid of the hammock because we're having all this yard work done, I got um, one of those you can take into the park like folks do at Como. They do over at Phelan where I live too. Um, And so I just set up across the street from my house where there are some pine trees. And then my husband watches me from the ring camera just so nothing happens to me. So that's how I can relax. Interesting.
0: Because
3: we don't have the that trees up. anymore. <laughs> so he that's the, the dopest hammock setup I've ever heard. Mm-hmm, that's right. Yep. It's great.
0: All you need now is like a super long straw that like can go from the house. Right. And, and like a big, a, a big like <laughs> bad eliminate or something like that. So you don't have to get up and move. <laughs> Luz, what about you? What are some unapologetic summer places where you're just like, this is my happy place. Don't mess with me.
1: You know... I was thinking about that, and I think just eating outside at um, restaurants, quite honestly, that serve ethnic food, mostly uh, Mexican food, you know, or Cuban food, and um, and just being, I don't want to say loud, but just being authentic and not worrying about ourselves, you know, because when we're mm-hmm. in our in our safe space, again, and safe meaning psychologically and emotionally and physically, um, you can let down your hair and, and being able then to be, I think about some of the Mexican restaurants that have patios that we love to go to uh, locally or um, some other ethnic you know, places and, and just like being able to do that. And particularly coming off of you know the pandemic when everybody was so isolated, I think even more so uh, we really yearn that. Um, but then again, as vegans, you know, there isn't a whole lot, right? So uh, we end up hanging out in in a very limited number of places because of. Our our lifestyle, you know, as vegans, um, it ends up being a little bit different. You know, our 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 <laughs> options are are narrower mm, than um, mm-hmm. what you typically would see for other folks.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the one of the things I always think about is what's your measure, and I think all of your examples help to give some insights into what your measures are. I I actually use the watermelon test as my measure. Uh, there's a ster- there's huge stereotypes about black folks and watermelon, and and whenever I'm doing whenever I'm eating something in public that crossed the stereotype, in particular watermelon. Uh, the other one is great, <laughs> great colored drinks. There are these jokes that persist, right? And I always, and and, and this reason this came up is because we were with a group of kids. Kids always, you know, enlighten me. Um, and they said, you know, uh, where are you most comfortable came the conversation. And we were answering that question. And one of the kids was like, man, I know I'm in a space where I'm comfortable when I don't feel some kind of way when I'm just going in on some watermelon. And everybody laughed and then I had to think about it. Like when I overlay the spaces that I'm most comfortable, there are also places where I wouldn't even think about the stereotype if I was going in on my favorite fruit on the planet. Um, and most people's, and many people's, not most people, but but everybody loves watermelon, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there's this idea of the things that makes you comfortable, the markers that can have it. And one of the markers, that as we, as we close, one of the markers of summer that really lets you know that, you and your good space, is when you play that summer song that always comes to mind when you think about kicking it in these unapologetic you spaces in the summer. So as we close today, I would really love to know, thanks to Luz for bringing this up as a way to close, um, what is the summer song or a summer song that, um, that uh, um, that encapsulates your joy for summer, to use Luz's words? What is a summer song that encapsulates your joy for summer?
1: I got a couple, so I'll throw it out real quick. Um, "Hot Fun in the Summertime" by Sly oh, and the Family Stone. <laughs> <taken my son. laughs> Dang. Those are some givens. There are some givens, right? <laughs> I and mean, there are some <laughs> givens, right? Well, you just,
2: givens,
0: uh, givens for that generation.
1: Uh, that one and then also um, <laughs> summer madness cool in the gang. Um. oh
0: for sure
2: for sure
1: yeah 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 so those are the that two. Song... That, I mean there's hey, more wait, wait, there's wait, more wait,
2: Luz, you're too young to be on those songs
1: yeah.
2: man. Come on what? now <laughs> I grew t- up with t- them no
0: no see Damn. people think that younger look I'm a push on that people <laughs> think that younger generations though no 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 we're the generation that has access to all those songs at the at our yeah. fingertips. So so we get we we, we 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 still in there um lose right, that's all right
1: one more so, summer ahead, breeze Isley brothers oh, summer oh breeze man. Yes. She just, yes. she oh just man I, Wait, I hear that, that was one mine. and i just <laughs> oh was it okay Lou, that Lou's was mine. just lose
2: just lose just took my entire inventory <laughs> All right. All this right. is funny. Let's let's go ahead and keep. I'm going go a little a
0: little more contemporary, but not at all. Um one that's unapologetic that I get some side eyes for from some of my homies, Lionel Richie's All Night Long. Oh my god. I don't god. know what it is. I don't know what it is, but in the summer, um when it dumba gets to that dumba. point. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I don't know what he's saying It's probably appropriate but still <laughs> Uh, he said he made that It just gets me up. to a place. Oh, he did.
1: Yeah, yeah. I watched an interview with him. He said okay, he just okay, made okay. all that stuff up. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'm gonna feel better
0: about it now. Then the other one is today was a good day. Ice Cube. Like, there's something mm. about when that pops onto the mm-hmm. radio. Um, not a jacker in sight. Like that. That gets me to a place in the summer. Other folks, what's the song yeah, that encapsulates your joy for the summer as we close?
3: Okay, so this is. Um, this has a story behind it, though. All oh, right. Okay, so "Dua Lipa Levitating," which is a more mm. current song. Hey. Mm-hmm. And, yes, much more current. <laughs> and this is because uh, my nieces and nephews are at that age where they still um, like kind of love me. You know, they're not like too old for me <laughs> yet, and like you know what I mean. And so, our and I've mentioned this earlier in the podcast, like our summer camping trips, uh, I look forward to them every year. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world is to spend the weekend with these kids and just watch them and literally like jim and i will just sit there in our chairs and we'll just watch them play all night with each other <laughs> and it's just like it's the joy of my life and what i started doing was um, you know at the end of the camp the, the next morning when everybody's getting ready to go home and mom and dad's wrap everything up the kids are like bored um, and they're just getting in the way or they're making a mess. And so one year I started doing this thing where I was ha- I'd was i have a dance party with the kids while the parents wrapped up. And Jim and I, we go camping a lot. So we bought this really expensive gear that basically wraps up by itself within a minute. And we're ready and outdoor. And so we started doing dance parties with the kids. And this is the song the kids always wanted me to play, was Levitating by Dua Lipa. And so mm. I love this song. So whenever I hear it, I think about dance party with the kids, mm. camping, and it just brings me so much joy. And now I'm going to cry. So
2: there well, you go. Well, you know, <laughs> Lou, Lou, Lou's only left me one song. So... <laughs> Because she, 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 took, she took everyone I was going to mention. I kid you not. So bad, the only thing bad. I have left that just puts me in that mood when it comes on the radio, especially during spring and summertime, is All Day Music by War. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And that one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one just kind of, you know, the lyrics, the song... Everything it just kind of mellows me out and just Mm -hmm. puts me in that mood. Mm -hmm. And that's what's up. So that that was my that was my. I had to dig deep, (laughs) dig deep in the old music records to pull that one out.
1: Okay, Don. I'm gonna I'm gonna relinquish mine and just give them to you. Okay, so make (laughs) make you feel a little bit better. I'm just gonna transfer them over to you because Uh, my last final one. I just figured I'm sitting here and like. You know, it's a betrayal. I haven't mentioned anything in, uh, you know, that's salsa or at least, you know, Latino, Mm -hmm. right? So, and this is attached to a memory, much like Lee, living la vida loca. Um, My girls and I would drive uh, with the sunroof down in the summer when they were younger, eating ice cream cones and just blaring the music and driving from point A to point B. And to this day, every time, and they're grown now, they're in their 20s, they hear that it just brings back those memories. So I um I relinquish all my previous ones, giving them to Don. And I'm landing with Living, living La Vida Loca with uh, Ricky Martin.
0: You know, you got me thinking um uh, you got me thinking Agua Nile, um the oh, Hector Lebo version oh. and the Mark Anthony version. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That'll yeah. do it too. And the yeah. drums are going, oh, my God. All right. <laughs> yeah. No matter what song it is, I hope I hope that as folks who are listening and as we connect here at Counter Stories, that whether you're frolicking in the park, reclaiming your joy, whether you're putting on that song that, meets, that, that gets you to the right place or cooking the food that you are, I hope you all find your place of unapologetic joy this summer season. This has been Counter Stories. I'm Anthony Galloway, pastor of St. Mark AME Church and partner at the Dendros Group.
1: I'm Luz Maria Frias, Deputy Attorney General with the State of Minnesota. Any comments and opinions that I've shared are strictly my own and should not be attributed to my employer.
2: And I'm Don Eubanks, Associate of Dendro's Group and Member of the Black Panel with Jubilee Indians.
3: And I'm Halili, Owner of the Other Media Group, Counter Stories Producer and VP of Programming at Ampers.
2: This
0: has been Counter Stories, a co-production of the Counter Stories crew and Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For our full conversation,